Welcome, everyone. We are so glad that you're with us today. Welcome to Smyrna Campus. We love you guys. We're so glad you're here with us today. Anybody connecting with us online, we're so happy that we live in a time where through technology, we could still, even if you can't be with us in person, face-to-face, -face, you could still stay connected with us. Uh, it's important not to get disconnected. If there was ever any doubt or any sense of taking it for granted, this pandemic has reminded us, hasn't it, of our need to be connected to each other, to God, to Christ, and to the people of God. This period of having to social distance has reminded us that there, it leaves a void in our lives, and oftentimes we don't even realize it if we haven't really had it there like it should have been to start with. We don't realize how much weaker we are trying to do things on our own instead of together with Christ and with each other. We are beginning a series today by the title Stronger Together. And, and I felt like this series is, is tying in with Back to Church Sunday, which is in just a couple of weeks. And I want you to be inviting people to reconnect with the church on, on September the 20th. That's Back to Church Sunday. But I, I wanted to do this four-week series of reminding all of us of those connections we need to have to be stronger. Because here's what's happened during the pandemic. Barner Research if their statistics are accurate at all, and they usually do a really good job with it, have reported that one-third of all people who were connected to the church before the pandemic hit, one-third of them have been totally disconnected during this time. And they've not gotten reconnected to the church. And it's taking a toll on the family of God. It's taking a toll on the work of the church and the witness of the church and the outreach of the church. It's taking a toll on the families that make up the church. Suicides are on the rise. Divorces are on the rise. There, there's so many negative things happening connected to this isolation and separation of not being connected the way we need to be connected. And that's why whether you're connecting online today or you're face-to-face -face at one of our campuses we want you to know it's important to not just be connected, but to work on and strengthen that connection with Christ and his body, the church. There's a theme verse for this series. It's found back in the Old Testament book of Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Now, the book of Ecclesiastes is a, one of the wisdom books of the Old Testament. And many people believe the author might be Solomon uh, because of, of a lot of uh, information that he gives that would connect you with him. And he, he gave such wisdom in Scripture. And he refers to himself, though, in Ecclesiastes as the teacher, or some translations say the preacher. I like the preacher one better. Either way, I'm a teacher, preacher, so it connects. But in Ecclesiastes 4, Beginning with verse 9, the teacher, the preacher, reminds all of us of this principle. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. And then he says this, a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. 
If you've ever noticed rope and how rope is made, the strongest ropes weave together several different bands or layers or, or fibers together. And the more they have woven together, the stronger the rope will be. The more connections overlapping, the stronger the rope will be. And the teacher is telling us that that's true in our own personal lives too. That the stronger our connections are with God and with each other as the people of God, the stronger we will be as an individual. As we talk about being strong and having that strength that we need, there's one person, of course, that we need to think of more than anybody else. It's Jesus. Today's message is how we are stronger in Christ. I want to go to a verse, a passage in John chapter 15 where Jesus is teaching his disciples and it's near the end of his earthly ministry. And he's about to be, remember, betrayed and turned over to the enemies. He's about to be taken through the mockery of a trial and he's going to be questioned and he's not going to fight back and, and the disciples are going to be confused. And they're going to take Jesus and, and flog him severely and nail him to a cross. And these disciples that were following Jesus for three years now, that were really close to him, they're going to see their teacher nailed to that cross. And they're going to see him bleed and die there. And they're going to have to take the lifeless body of their teacher and put it in a tomb and seal it up. And Jesus wants to prepare them for what they are about to go through. And here's what he says, beginning in verse 1 of John 15. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You're already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Then he gives these instructions. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples." Jesus is emphasizing, and he repeats it over and over again, this relationship between us and him, between his followers and, and his power and his strength, and how he, he reminds us, he emphasizes over and over again, here's the deal, guys, I'm the vine, not you. I'm the source of strength, not you. Not your friends, not your parents, not your School, not your work. I am the vine. He says, he repeats it again, I am the true vine, the one you really need to be connected to and listening to and following. If you want to have strength for this world, if you want to have strength for the life that you're facing and the challenges that you're going to have, I am the vine. You're the branches. And here's the deal for branches. Branches don't survive when they get disconnected from the vine. Oh, they can look good for a little while. I, I cut some limbs at our house a few weeks back. And uh, uh, my 
My daughter was out there in the backyard while I was doing it. My wife went in the house. She can't bear to watch me because I got on the house with a pole saw reaching out and up on the roof there. And uh, for some reason, it made them nervous. But I, I cut down these limbs, and these limbs were full of leaves. This time of year, I mean, the leaves are green, and they look great, and, and I laid the limbs out in a pile, and for a little while, even for a day or so, they looked okay, disconnected from the tree. But gradually, over time, those leaves shriveled up and turned brown and fell to the ground. You see, you can look good for a little while getting disconnected from Christ, but it doesn't last long because you're not being fed the strength that comes from that connection anymore. And so it's a reminder from Jesus that there are, there are things we're going to face in this world. Jesus knew when he left his disciples to go to the cross and he went back to the Father. He knew he was going to leave them in a world where there was going to be trouble and crisis and challenges and heartache. And he knew they needed this reminder to stay connected to him no matter what was going on in their lives. So today we're going to focus on three areas where we especially need to be connected to his strength. There are a lot more than these, but I want to focus on three major areas that we need to stay connected to the vine because we are the branches. The first area is when we face crisis in our lives. When we face a crisis, we need strength to help us get through what we just can't get through on our own, don't we? And some of you are sitting there thinking, uh, I've never really had to deal with a crisis or, or not anything really serious. And, and I just want you to know if you live in this world very much longer, it, it comes to all of us. We're all going to have to face a crisis along the way. More than one in most lives are going to come our way. And we're going to need a strength beyond ourselves to do well through the crisis, to be able to handle it well. And come out on the other side of it better than we went into it. There are just some things in life that you thought would never happen to you, right? That's what happens to other people. That's not what happens to me. And I think that's where the disciples were when Jesus gave them this word picture of the vine and the branches. They were thinking, hey, we're with Jesus. He's the king of kings and lord of lords. What bad could come to us, right? We're following Jesus. And then when it all turned around and they saw the Jesus, they were putting all that faith and confidence in, humbling himself and, and, and freely, willingly going to trial and crucifixion, they had to be wondering, I never thought this would happen to us. And they faced after that, even after seeing the resurrected Lord, they saw persecution and the Scholars tell us that most of them ended up being killed for their faith. You see, they didn't see that crisis in advance. They didn't see the crisis coming, and sometimes we don't either. And when they hit, we're going to need a strength much greater than ourselves. I don't think any of us got the answer right five years ago when it asked us, where do you see yourself five years from now? Nobody saw a pandemic, did they? Nobody saw the uprising of, of protest and, and even some riots breaking out. I mean, it's happened before, but, but you just don't think that's going to happen right now. Or, or for some reason you think uh, it, it won't happen in my lifetime. Or, or we think that a pandemic may never come, right? But it came. 
And the uprisings come. And in other countries other than the U.S., what we forget is that's daily life for a lot of those countries. Fighting and wars and people being killed all the time. And it's normal in some areas of the world. But we think that's somewhere else, somebody else, and we don't think it's going to happen to us. And so we don't prepare by having our connection in place the way we need to have it in place so that we can have the strength we need to have as we go through it. I, I just know because as your pastor, I have to deal with it too. And I'm around a lot of you as you face crisis that you have. And I hear the stories from our church family. I know that some of you right now are facing crisis. Some of you right now are maybe on the verge of one. You don't see it yet. And it's more important than ever that we listen to this reminder from Jesus to remain in him, abide in him, be ready, be strong before it hits and know where to turn when it does hit. There's so many different stories that are here week after week. A pregnancy test comes back negative again. Another month without a job, even though you're looking. Another night where you don't know where your child is sleeping. A child is diagnosed with a terminal illness. A spouse is unfaithful. A house is foreclosed on. A job is lost. A loved one dies suddenly and unexpectedly. Story after story after story, all part of the Lakeshore family's story. Every one of those things. I hear those stories every week. I don't have to be reminded how important it is to have this connection in place. How important it is for you to know you need to remain in Christ. Be that strongly connected to Christ so that as you face these things in this world, You'll have the strength you need. Because I hear over and over again, I just don't think I can get through this. I just don't think I don't know how I'm going to do it. And, and the answer is always come back to the connection with Christ. He's the strength you're going to need to get through anything and everything that you're going to face. He, being connected to him, he is our strength. I love what Paul said to the Ephesian Christians in Ephesians 1. Beginning with verse 15, remember this is after the resurrection of Christ and, and the church has gotten started and it's growing, and, but they're facing persecution and trials and all kinds of problems. And he tells them in Ephesians 1, for this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he's called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power 
is the same, listen to this, that power that he has for you is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is invoked, not only in this present age, but also in the one that is to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church. That's us, which is the body, the fullness of him who fills everything everything and in every way for Christ followers there's a strength in us and our connection to Christ that is the same power that brought Jesus back from the dead friends when we face crisis that is the only strength that's going to be adequate to carry us through and give us victory but if you lose that connection if you don't maintain that connection you're not going to have that power at work in you when you face the crisis Remember, Jesus said in this world, you're going to have trouble, problems, crisis. They're going to come. But he said, take heart if you're connected to me because I have overcome the world. I have conquered every enemy that's here already. That's the connection you need more than any other connection in your life when we face crisis. Another area where we're going to need that strength is when we face temptation. We really need strength to help us not do the things we know we shouldn't do, right? I mean, as if we follow Christ very long, we learn that he's got a plan for our lives. It's recorded in his word. And, and in that record of what God wants us to do in life and what he wants us to, to stay away from because it won't, it won't be healthy for us and what he wants us to do because it would be healthy for us, then Satan is always at work out there roaming around like a lion seeking those that he might devour. So Satan is constantly at work putting temptations out there in front of us to get us to not believe God about those things and so we get tempted to do those things go those places say those things that we shouldn't be doing saying going to right and it's a constant battle I know some people think well pastor Andy he's been following the Lord so long now and he's a pastor and he's in the word regularly so I'm sure he doesn't struggle with temptation anymore wrong you see you never get to a place where there's no more of that happening not in this world. That only happens, remember this ain't heaven yet, that only happens when we get to heaven. There's no more temptation there. But as long as we're on this earth, those temptations are going to be there. And we need a strength greater than ourselves to have victory over those temptations. And you know when you see people fall that you thought would never fall, when you see them do something you never thought they would do because you thought they were such strong Christians, here's what you can know for sure. They would not have done that had they maintained the connection and the strength of that connection the way it should have been maintained. It's only by the power of Christ that we can have victory over those temptations. Maybe they started slacking off in their prayer life and spending time in the Word of God. Maybe they started slacking off on making sure they weren't watching things they were, shouldn't have been watching or listening to things they shouldn't be listening to. They began to let little things in there that should never have been there, and it weakened that connection with Christ. It gradually took us away from the strength that we would have had otherwise, and then when the temptation comes, we don't resist. We give in. And when we give in, we face the consequences. Friends, that doesn't mean we can't be forgiven. Of course, if we repent and come back to the Lord, we can be forgiven. The problem is giving in to the temptation causes damage and destruction to us and to others. 
That's why keeping that connection strong is so important. Because God doesn't want us to do damage to ourselves or to anyone else. That's why he puts the boundaries there. That's why he gives us the instruction that he gives us. Most people I've talked to who are Christ followers really don't want to commit sin. They really want to do the right thing. Yet they still stumble and fall, just like all of us. And, and we have to examine what led to that. We've got to be honest about whether or not we're maintaining that connection the way we should have been. Maybe if we're honest, we'll see we did not stay strong in prayer. We did not stay strong in the word. We did not stay strong and being connected to the body of Christ, the church. We let that slide and we went on vacations on the weekends and traveled on the weekends and we didn't connect with the body of Christ on any regular basis at all. And we wonder why we're not doing a better job resisting our temptations. Could it just maybe be that we weren't maintaining the connection that we should have been maintaining, keeping it as strong? as it should have been. The Apostle Paul, as great as he was, struggled with it. In Romans 7, 19, he says, For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. He said, I still battle with this too every day. That's why it's so important not to slack up, not to let it slide, not to think, oh, if I miss church a few times, it's no big deal. Or if I don't read the Bible today, that's not a big deal. Or if I don't pray like I should have today, oh, one or two days, it won't make a big difference. That's exactly what Satan wants you to think. Remember what Satan did with Adam and Eve. He did not get them to deny God. He just got them to question God a little bit. That's all he had to do. You see, when you quit reading the word and you start listening to the world, you begin to question, well, I don't know why God doesn't want me to do that. I don't know why that's such a big deal. I think I ought to be able to do that if I want to. You're not denying God altogether. You're just questioning God. Does he really know best for me? Or is what the world's telling me and my friends are telling me, do they know better? And that's all it takes to get you to take that step into that temptation into the destruction that it would bring. In 1 Corinthians 10, verse 12, Paul reminds the church at Corinth of, of that strength we could call on as we're facing temptation. He says this, so if you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. Uh, I like that warning right up front. Here's what he says. If you think you're really strong, that's a warning sign. <laughs> you may just be dealing with something that we call today overconfidence in yourself, Right? Satan loves to get us overconfident in ourselves because if we think we're really strong, then it's okay to miss prayer time today. It's okay not to spend time in the Word. I'm strong. I, my, I'm good with God, right? Me and Jesus, we're like this. He's my friend and I'm his. And so we don't think we've got to keep those spiritual disciplines going daily in our lives that keep us strongly connected to him. And when we don't, keep those things strong. He says, be careful that you don't fall. That's when you are most likely to get tripped up. But then he says in verse 13, no temptation is overtaking you except what is common to mankind. <laughs> Sometimes people tell me, you just don't understand, Pastor Randy. I had to do that. You just don't know the situation I was in. I had to tell that lie or, or, or I, I couldn't help falling in love with that person even though they were married to somebody else, right? I just couldn't help it, Right? It just happened. I had no control over it. No temptation you're facing is 
uncommon. Everybody has faced temptations just like you have. But he goes on to say this, and God is, what's that word? What is God? Faithful. We may not be, but who is? God. God is faithful. Here's what he will do. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. So can you use the excuse, I just didn't have a choice. I just couldn't help it. Before God, is that ever going to be an acceptable, legitimate excuse? No. Because he will never let you be tempted beyond what you could bear up under if you made the right choice there. Okay? He says, he will not let you be tempted beyond what you'll bear. But when you are tempted, he will always provide a way out so that you can endure it. And that word means not only get through it, but get through it victoriously. With every temptation we face... Because of our connection to Christ, we have a strength and a power that if we will turn to the right resource, we can have victory over the temptation. Remember the vine and the branches? Jesus said this, if, my word remain, if you remain in me and my word remains in you. Did you see that connection there? When Jesus was taken out after his baptism into the desert to be tempted by Satan... And Satan said, look, here's these rocks. If you are the son of God, turn these stones into bread. How did Jesus answer Satan? It is written. What was Jesus using as his strength, as his weapon against temptation? The word of God, the written word of God. It was in his heart. It was in his mind. He could call on it immediately. And that's where he went he was tempted. You have to understand that. He's in the flesh. He's been fasting for 40 days and nights. He is hungry. I can't go, uh, you know, miss one or two meals and I'm just, I can't stand it, right? 40 days. He was tempted in every way, the scripture says, like we are yet without sin. And you know what weapon he used? Scripture, the word of God. That's how he had the strength to face temptation and be victorious over it. And it wasn't just the stone. It was two other major temptations. But it said for 40 days, Satan had been tempting him out there the whole time. We only focus on those three, right? But it was for the whole 40 days Satan had been tempting him while he was out there fasting in the wilderness. But then he hit him with those big three and he answered with Scripture every time. One of the reasons I believe Christians are doing such a poor job of being separate from the world and how we live is because the church, I'm not talking about you or Lakeshore in particular, but the church overall in America has become almost biblically illiterate. We don't know the word. We don't know it well. But here's what I hear Christians say. Well, I don't know the Bible very well, but, but I love Jesus. Well, I appreciate the fact that you love Jesus, but Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. That's what he said. If you love me, you will be living an obedient lifestyle. So we can't just say, well, I love Jesus, so it's all good. No, if you love Jesus, you'll do what you need to do to stay connected to him so that you resist temptations more successfully and you bring honor and glory to him in the process. You walk in obedience if you love Jesus. That's a demonstration of what it means to love him. Well, when we face crisis, we need that strength. When we face temptation, we need that strength being connected. There's a third area. When we face opportunities, we need that strength. 
there are going to be times where we all have opportunities to do some really good stuff in our lives. And I, I could look back on my life and see times when I was ready and I responded well and it brought great results, but I could also see some times where I missed the opportunity. I mean, looking back on it, hindsight's better, right? I could see times where I had an opportunity to make a better impact than I did, but I just didn't follow through the way I needed to. I didn't respond in the way that I needed to. And we all have opportunities. The Bible says that, that we are saved by grace to do the good work that he prepared in advance for us to do. So with every one of us as Christ followers, here's what God has already done. He's already laid out a plan for our lives. And in that plan, there are going to be opportunities after opportunities after opportunity to do some good for the world, to do some good for the kingdom, for the name of Jesus. But you've got to be aware of that. You've got to understand his call on your life to do that. And then you've got to stay connected to him so that you're ready for the opportunities when they come. You've got to be so strongly connected to Jesus that when he prompts you through his spirit, you're so tied in, you're so close that you sense the prompting of his spirit and you, lead, you let him lead you into the opportunities that he's giving you to be that witness for him that he wants you to be, to have that influence for him that he wants you to have, to leave the legacy behind that he wants you to leave behind when you're gone. We're all going to have some great opportunities to do some really good things. Some of them already passed. We can't change that. But, but starting now, if we could start looking for those opportunities and asking God to lead us and staying strongly connected to Christ, so connected to him that, that we're ready when they come. Where do you find the strength to be ready like that? I mean, it sounds good, doesn't it? We sit here and we think, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be more generous to those in need. I, I'm going to be more patient with my children. <laughs> Whew, that's a hard one. I'm going to be more gracious and forgiving with my spouse. I'm going to be a better example in the workplace. I'm going to be a better neighbor in my community. I'm going to be a better witness when things don't go well with my business dealings with companies that I'm working with. Whatever it is. When my classmates are bullying somebody or gossiping, I'm, I'm going to be a better witness for Christ in the middle of that. But where do you get the strength to do it? It comes from the connection. It comes from keeping the connection strong with Christ. He is our strength. You see, we can, we can just be determined as we want to be, but in the flesh, we are weak. We will not respond well in the flesh consistently. Oh, once in a while, we'll do something good and celebrate it, but, but consistency over time doesn't happen by the power of the flesh. It happens by the presence and the power of the Spirit of Christ. We have to have that connection to successfully take advantage in a good way of those opportunities that God gives us to be the witness for him. Jesus said, if you remain in me, I'm going to remain in you. And then you're going to be strong because your strength is not in yourself. It's in him. 
the one who's already been tempted in all points without sin, the one who raised from the dead, the one who gave us the teaching that we need of the truth, he's the one that is our strength. When we don't have strength, where do we find it? Where should we go? To the vine. Because we are the branches, we're not the vine. In Ephesians 3 verse 14, Paul says this, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches we may, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that's at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Being connected to the vine is the key to being strong and victorious and living the life that God has called us all to live. And instead of saying things like, well, I'm only human, what do you expect? He says, I don't want you to be living like you're only human. I want you to be living like you're empowered by and walking by the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. That's how I want you to live. That's a victorious, powerful lifestyle. We are not weak unless we choose to be weak. And we are not strong unless we choose to be strong in Christ. We get to choose if we're going to be strong or we're going to be weak, not because of anything we've done, but because of what he's already done for us. We can have his strength in us. So Jesus says, remember, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. And he says, the father is going to prune things from our lives that don't need to be there. And that's the part we don't like. That's the part we don't like, the pruning that means we're having to get rid of stuff that shouldn't be there all along the way. We've got some roses that uh, grow in front of our house. We've got the rose bushes there. And, uh, man, there are times during the year when they're all bloomed out and their stems just going up really high with blooms on them. And, and you know what? I don't ever want to cut them back when they've got all those blooms on them like that. I don't. Uh, but, you know, the person that, that put them out for us gave me instructions. He said, nah, here's what you have to do with roses. When you got those long stems shooting out like that, you need to cut them off. Now, put them in a vase and enjoy them in the house or something like that, but you got to cut them back because if you don't, the bushes get diseased and they die. They have to be pruned. You got to get rid of the stuff that doesn't need to be there for the health of the rose bushes. And some of the stuff we have in our lives we like, but God says is wrong. And we enjoy for a short time, even though God says it will lead to other pain and heartache and destruction. And God says, I want to prune that out of your life, not because I want to be mean to you, not because I don't want you to have fun or enjoy life. I want to prune that out so that at your core you'll be healthier than you've ever been. And that's where the word of God and the spirit of God works on us. 
As we stay connected to Christ, he molds us. The Bible uses the word, he transforms us into the image of his son. That's where we get stronger and stronger. So Jesus speaking to his disciples helps them understand that their relationship is to him, that he's the vine, that we are the branches and we're not connected. And when we're not connected to the vine, we don't have the strength that we need. When we don't let him prune us, we, we end up with sickness and disease and it's not healthy for us. We have to allow God to have that connection in us and through us to mold us and transform us into the image of his son. So with the time he had left with his disciples, the one message he wanted to make clear with the time he had left was this, you stay connected to me no matter what you see happening in the world, no matter what you're experiencing, no matter what it is, a pandemic or whatever it is going on, you make sure you stay connected to me through all of it. That's where your strength is going to come from. That's where you're going to be able to have the victory. It's vitally important. Here's what you need to understand how this works. Jesus is not an attachment to us that we just kind of throw in when it's convenient. We are an attachment to him. All right, he's the vine. We are the branches. We're not the vine. God is not looking for more and more from you. He's looking for more and more of you to be connected to him. He's wanting that connection to grow bigger and stronger over time. He's not asking you to do more. He's asking you to grow more into the image of his son, to give more of yourself over to that process. When he gets more and more of you, he empowers you and he strengthens you. You see, here's the order that happens. Connection first, then production. The branches don't produce any fruit without the connection. You've got to have the connection first if you want to have a good fruit in your life. Connection first. Then you get the production of the good fruit that God wants to have in your life. The only thing that's going to limit that power that he has for you is your willingness to make that connection as strong as it needs to be. If you ever looked at a grapevine, uh, when I was growing up, my grandfather had what we called scupnins, all right? Scuplins. I don't know right, I don't even know the right way to say it. We called them scuplins, all right? Scuppernons. And, and they were like grapes, but they were a, a kind of grape called scuppernons. And he had built this trellis, and the, the vine was in the middle, all right? And the branches went out over this trellis. And as a kid, I was, believe it or not, I was short. I know, it surprises you. I was able to go under this trellis and it made like a cool tent and us kids played under there all the time. But, but here's the deal. Man, when he took good care of it and he pruned it regularly and it produced this great fruit and we would be under there and we would just enjoy the fruit of that labor of those branches producing that fruit because it was so well cared for and connected to the vine. But, but here's the thing. If you were to look at that vine, every branch that was connected to it, right at that point of connection, you could tell which branches were healthy and which ones were not. The healthy branches, that connection point would be bigger than the other branches. Right where it connected to the vine would be bigger. You know why that made it healthier? It's because more of the nutrients were getting through to the branch through that bigger connection that it had. Those were the strong, healthy branches that produced the best fruit. 
And that's what he's teaching us here when he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Make that connection as big and strong to Jesus as you can because that's your source of all the strength you need to live. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you that in Christ we find the strength we need to face crisis, to overcome temptation, to rise up to the opportunities to do, to do the good stuff that you prepared in advance for us to do. May we, moving forward, make sure we stay focused on that connection to your son Jesus. May we be found to be strong producers of fruit in your kingdom because we've stayed connected like we needed to. It's in Jesus' name that we pray, amen.